Welcome to today's devotional. First of all, I want to start off to where I ended yesterday posing the questions about Valentine's Day. So now that the culture has celebrated Valentine's Day, the question that I ask is, what do you do with the days after Valentine's Day? You see, if we limit uh, the day, one day based on love, or one month based on just relationships, what do we do in the next 12 months or over the the whole 364 days? Well, today, I'm going to introduce this topic, which is we continue on relationship. But here, I want to discuss the vertical and horizontal relationship, which is what the symbol of the cross represents. So, Let's just welcome God into this conversation as always because, I, of course, I can't do this devotion without him being present. Father, I just want to thank you that you're here and that you're present here with us. May you speak in a way that's clear and concise to your people. May you provide the, the necessary direction that we need in order to change. In Jesus' name, amen. First of all, the Lord says to us in Romans 12, starting at verse 1, he says, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done. Let them be living and holy sacrifices, the kind he finds acceptable. So starting out right there, if we know that our relationship has to be based on, first of all, our, our vertical relationship, as we said, the cross represents the vertical relationship, our relationship with God, and then the horizontal represents the relationship we had with man. But God says, hey, I need you guys to understand, I, it's about living a life that's pleasing to me first. And then he says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So. If we want to know how to do relationship right and what God says about love, it first starts with loving him and that relationship with him. I'm going to start off by saying it. The original plan was when God established a relationship with Israel, it was based on his covenant, covenantal plan with Israel, a relationship that every nation would be able to see and mimic. That plan established a set of rules and guidelines based on their relationship first with him. And then as they're entered into this relationship with him, he gives them guidance and directions because there's a complete dependency on him. 
And out of that dependency on him, others will begin to see and, and know who God is and to give God glory. So in them loving, in that plan, he showed them how to love him, but he also showed them how to love one another. Those were the, the two basic commands, and all the other commands are summed up into those. So we're talking about vertical and horizontal relationships. So we start off by saying in 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 1, and it says, if I speak all the languages of the earth and of the angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clinging symbol. What does that mean? You see, God first started out saying to us in this, and he used, and uh, Paul used this in 1 Corinthians to the Corinthians church. And he says, it doesn't matter how many languages that we speak. It doesn't matter how I it comes across how gracious or how respectable I try to be. You see, because sometimes we can speak something and it can be in an annoying way. Someone can sense that there is no love behind it. And the whole point in what Paul was saying is, if it's without love, then it doesn't mean anything. You can speak all the languages in the world. But if it doesn't have love, then it's only an annoying sound. So the second thing is when he goes in and he said, look, if I had the gift of prophecy, if I can understood all God's secret and plans and possess all knowledge, if I had such faith that I can move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. So what he's saying is, I can do all the religious duties. I mean, serving, all of that's good. Singing, ursuring, you know, I can even volunteer. But cutting people off at the grocery store, and that says a lot about my faith. So he's saying that, hey, all of this, you say that you have faith. You said that you love God, but really, it's all about what you're doing on a regular basis. I'm just trying to break it down and help some people out. Verse 4, it gives us exactly certain things, what love looks like. And he sums it up. He says, I can't just say I love by even if I go and clean and serve and serve the homeless and be, I can be like a cat. Um, I'm reminded about this, this joke about a cafeteria worker at school when I was growing up and how it, it used to seem like sometimes that they would be uh, upset with us because of course we're kids and we're acting annoying and we're wanting things that, and they're just trying to move us along. But most of the time it's plop. They're plopping something and trying to move us along. But the whole point of it, the matter is, 
they're serving us, but were they serving in love? And Paul is saying, no, no matter what works we do, no matter how what how the way we speak, no matter how much faith we're we're so called having, if love is not in it in our actions, then that's what is displaying no love, and we can't say that we love God. So then he goes on to give us qualifications in in verse four, in order to have that heart, love is has patience and kind. And then he says, he goes on and specifically said, hey, there's no jealousy. There's no bragging. Watch out. So that, that means that even in my so-called arrogance or, or me trying to act like I know it all, then that must mean that that displays that there is no love there. He's saying that my integrity my motives for doing things must be a symbol of the love that I have in my heart. Am I keeping account of every single thing that somebody says or have done wrong in my life? Paul is saying, hey, this shows that you don't have love. So, again, as, as we talk about the vertical and horizontal relationship, because we know that in 1 John, as we go into it, 1 John, as I close up with this last scripture, I'm going to end by asking this question, and I know that some people have, and that is, how do I love someone or that has been mean to me consistently, that is not treating me well, that curses me out, that may have even committed some kind of crime towards my family. How do I get in this? Because you're telling me about this vertical and this horizontal relationship. Well, I'm glad you asked, but let me show you a scripture because you can only love through the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus, I mean, John said it like this in 1 John 7. He says, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. So that must mean that in order to, to get over certain things, you first must understand it comes by welcoming God in that area of your heart. That doesn't mean that we omit or we try to overlook what the person does. It just means that we love them despite what they've done. It says, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So God didn't stop loving us even when we were in the wrong. As I said before yesterday, a parent's love is the example, the ultimate example that I want to show you. A parent will start out loving us as, as, as infants when we 
when they have to clean up the most extreme uh, pampers with diarrheas running down there, go, go ahead and excuse me for the graphic, but you get the point. In other words, they clean it up and even as the baby is smiling and, and messed up, they clean it up and, and, and put on them something fresh and they continue to love them. And even as a teenager, when they've done something that they shouldn't be done, sometimes the teenager may end up locked up. Sometimes someone may end up pregnant. But that doesn't stop that parent's love. Now, as you put yourself there, even as an adult, as we messed up and we may have said some things to our parents, and yet when we go back to that parent, that parent never rejects that adult child. They still always remember how much they loved them as in the first day that they came out. Now imagine if a physical parent has that much love. I'm telling you, God seen you before you even were given to your parent, so it shows you how much acceptable he loves you. Remember, he sent his only begotten son into the world for those that believe in him to give them a chance at an everlasting life. And the only thing it took is having faith. So that means that he took your sin, that you should be getting the penalty of sin, anything that you can think of. He took it on a cross. Even though he was sinless, he became a sinner for us. And he was nailed. He was beaten. He was spat on. He was abused. And yet, he didn't say a thing because of the love that he had for you. So, dear friends, as I close this up and I wrap this down, you ask the question, how do I love a person that treats me so bad? In the scripture, it says it like this. And um, I'm going down to um, 16. It says, we know how much God loves us. And we have put our trust in his love. That's how you do it. God is love. And all who live in, in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. That's the answer. The more and more as we grow in God, the more and more we're able to live out this love for others. So we will, we will not be afraid on a day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. So no matter what's going on in the world, no matter how much persecution, you've been accused, so have I. You've been somebody has sat up there, even in the courtroom, and blatantly lied on some of you, and some, and just like me. But yet God is saying to us, how do you get over this? Verse 18, it says, you need to remember this. Love doesn't have any fear. 
because perfect love expels all fear. So if you worry, wow, well, what if this person does something to me again? He's saying, look, if we're afraid, then we're, we don't, we're not perfected in love because fear involves punishment. We love each other because God loves us first. That's how we have a relationship with God, and then we have a relationship with man. For it says that if I say I love God but hate my fellow believer, I'm a liar. For if we love, we don't. For if we say that we love God, how can we say that when we see people every single day and we can't even see God? So God has given this command those who love God must love our fellow believers. And that means that we must love people. So the vertical and a horizontal relationship is based on first, loving God. Secondly, loving and having a relationship with our fellow believers and fellow men. Father, I just want to thank you for this devotion. I thank you for those that would hear, may they understand and apply this word. Give them the courage, the strength to apply it. In Jesus' name, amen. As always, I want to say this. We know that Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is an eternal life. That shows that God loves us. As I said before, we know that God sent his only begotten son into this world for those that have sinned to accept it and for those that believe in him and believed so that they can have eternal life. So if that's the case, the only way to have a relationship with God, it first starts with Jesus. And it first starts through confession. Now, I'm going to lead you through a simple prayer. And the only thing you have to do is repeat after me. I'm going to make it simple. Just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I'm asking you to come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for all my sins. And I believe that you rose from the grave. Now, from this day forward, take total control of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. That's your devotion today. Have a wonderful day.